0: Hey, it's April, and as you can tell, my voice sounds a little funny. I lost my voice last week and couldn't put an episode together. I didn't want to miss another week, but talking is still a little bit of a struggle. So I apologize if it's a little difficult to understand. On this episode of Scammer Story, scam victim advocates aren't always victims themselves.
1: Everybody assumes that I was a scam victim and I wasn't. I was somebody who discovered scams and had the time to do something
0: about it. There are good people still out there. Sometimes it takes just the right person with a whole lot of heart and a lot of time on their hands to do wonders. Like Ruth, who started Scam Haters United. We have somebody on messages
1: all the time. 24
0: hours a day. She's gotten to know the scammers' tactics well. They
1: won't do anything. They don't have any fear. Ruth has been able to talk some people
0: out of giving money before it's too late. Others weren't so lucky and lost
1: a fortune. 510000
0: My name is April, and a scammer took $200,000 from my mother. I share my personal story in Episode 6 of Season 1. As you'll hear, Ruth is able to describe what happens between a scammer and their victim so eloquently. She has just the right combination of stern and compassion. Here's Ruth's story.
1: Basically, my husband died and he'd been ill a long time and um, he died far too young. And, you know, so eventually after a year or so, I put widowed. On my Facebook page, all of a sudden, I was the most attractive woman in the world. I had generals and um, engineers contact me, telling me how beautiful I was. And it was just a lot of really unusual contacts. And me being me, and the biggest cynic in the world as well, Googled everything and found romance scams. Um, i disgusted by it and sort of, I don't know, offended that they wanted to do this to me. And just started to research it. I could. I was retired. Um, I took early retirement with my husband. Um, He'd been a police officer for 30 years, and and he took retirement. He died shortly after. Um, But I'd taken my retirement when he did. And so I I had the time to do it. After looking around for a very long time and and taking part in of other things that were online, I just had an idea of what I wanted to do. And how I thought I could sort of raise awareness, basically, and so that people could find, well, hopefully find what they were looking for, get some answers, get some help, and get out of a scam. Over the years, I've I've obviously come to realise how big it is. Um, We have quite a a group now that that helps with scam haters. Um, But, yeah, that's how it started and how it started to grow, really, right from the beginning. Everybody assumes that I was I was a scam victim, and I wasn't. I was somebody who discovered scams. I had the time to do something about it, felt very strongly about it. But once I started to look online, I was also aware that people didn't search until after the scam and did become victims. And really, that's why I got involved. They will do anything. They don't have any fear because they're not going to get caught. Um, they don't have any shame because to them... They have a reason for doing it. And if you judge them, that's your problem, not theirs. You know, and, and so they'll do anything, absolutely anything, and say anything to get a victim and to get as much money from that victim as they can possibly get. Money, cards, services, whatever. Um, yeah, they just have no shame. This is the third page we've had. <laughs> this wow. has lasted a long time. Um but we, we lost the first two and started again. I don't know that we're doing anything different to when we went down before or whether Facebook's policies have changed or what. I don't know. Um, we've, been, we've been stable now for a, quite a long time, so I'm, I'm not talking about it because it might jinx it. We've had inappropriate content, mm-hmm. which, which was confusing because they don't tell you what the inappropriate content is. You know, they'll they'll tell you why, in their opinion, they're taking it down. But they don't elaborate on it. It could be anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yes, we we did get... I think the first one was inappropriate content, and the second one was bullying. And this one, fingers crossed, it's, it's dead. This one's been up since early 2016. So, I started in 2014 um and then this one's been up since 2016 the inbox is constant now i was surprised you know i remember the first few messages that i got and i thought people want to talk to me you know and and then you start to read the harrowing tales because they are harrowing you've got three or four a day and you've got some people that just wanted a friendly person to talk to really um now it's constant the inbox is always full um we have somebody on messages all the time, 24 hours a day. We have shifts, <laughs> which is the joke, because at midnight I change over. I, I always sort of like send a, a little message saying, you know, good night everybody. The night shift's on. And then we have three, three American ladies do the night shift. So, um, so yeah, it, it's pretty constant. A lot of times it's just saying, I found a scammer. It's this one. Somebody's contacted me again. Is he real? Is he fake? We've got lots and lots of regulars who know. They're good now. We like them. We've got So we've got lots of regulars. Then we've got the ones who come on and say, can you help me, please? I think I'm being scammed. Um, or, you know, I have been. I've lost a lot of money and I don't know what to do. And they go from desperately panicking to complete self-loathing to just... Not sure what they're going to do the next day, and and it can vary. You know, some are angry, some are suicidal. We've 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 had that, and some just want to accept it. We have lost ladies back to scammers. I had a lady I talked to last August, and I told her that um, he was a scammer, and I told her that he was faking, and, and I give her so much evidence. But he'd been on the phone to her five hours every day, and when that stopped, she missed. She missed him. After three weeks, she had contacted him, and she contacted me maybe one or two weeks ago, and um, said to me, "Rose, have you have you heard of them being kidnapped before?" Oh, I said, "Yes." Has he been crying down the phone? And she said, "Uh, yes, he has. And since August, she's sent forty thousand dollars." And he had now been kidnapped. And the kidnappers were demanding another $15,000 ransom. And it was so um such an extreme story that that started to ring alarm bells with her. She'd gone back to him, you know. Because they'd been controlled. So what seems to us very unreal, the victim very real, we can stand on the outside and we can have this man who's general in Afghanistan who's going on patrol, who's who's losing troops, who's desperate because his son is in hospital in wherever and, and he wants um, money and he's telling her he loves her all the time. And he's saying, I, I just have to depend on you because, you know, my son depends on you. You'll die if if you don't help me. And it's constant. And they're not allowed to, to think. So at night, they will get a message saying, good night, my sweet, and a lovely little love poem. Um, and then in the morning, I hope you slept well, have a good day, good morning, my darling, and things like this. So it's constant control. The victim thinks it's constant romantic attention. And so then you've got an outsider who comes in and said, that's, that's ridiculous. Of course, he's not in wherever. Of course, he hasn't got a son who's dying and, and, and needs it. You've got a family member who's been very cold about it and not on purpose. You know, they probably really, really care. But they've been very cold about it, saying, he's not, he's not real. Of course he's not real. Then you've got the scammer who's saying to the victim, but I am real, babe. I love you. You know I love you. I tell you, love, I love you. We've been through all this together. And it's hard for a family member or a friend to actually know what it's like to have that all day and every day when you are the only one in the room and he is texting, and he sent all these wonderful things, and she's just lapping it up. And once they start to believe, it seems that there is very little a scammer can do that will put them off that. Once they start to believe, the scammer can get as ridiculous as he likes, and they just take it. They they will accept anything. So it's hard because the family member or the friend has not had this constant barrage from the scanner in the, in the control, they can only see it coldly. I can see it from both sides. You know, I can see why the family member will not understand it. And very often, their mother has sent $50,000. You know, their mother's taken out a loan or she sold her car or something. So, you know, it's it's impacting on the family. So you can see it from both sides. And, and it's dreadful, dreadfully hard.
0: Ruth has helped a lot of people who have lost a lot of money, but... One woman in particular lost a lot.
1: 510,000. Obviously, a very rich lady. Yeah, 510,000. I I said to her, um, why, basically? And uh, he was one of these scammers that was sort of quite religious. Um, And of course, she could trust him. And of course, he was a very wealthy man. He had millions. He just couldn't get to them at that time. And... He would give her every penny back, and he would give her it back with interest, and she believed that. And then, in the end, he made a he made a very basic mistake, and he started to send emails. The emails were different, and it was sort of, "I can get anything I like out of this woman. I can tell her anything." And they just got very, very complacent. But there again, they'd had half a million dollars from her. She was a wealthy lady, so obviously, that's a lot of money for anybody to lose, whether you're wealthy or not. It was the betrayal. It was the total betrayal. And she felt stupid. And that was the biggest thing with her, bringing her around to having a bit of self-worth so she could start to, to sort everything out. Because obviously, once you're in it that far, they have got things like bank account numbers, they've got... All sorts of of information that they can use in the future on that person. So you've got to sort of bring them down a little bit and say, look, this is, you know, you've got to do some damage limitation now. And I know this hurts and I know it's bad, but let's just spend a few days trying to sort this out so there's not going to be any fallout for this in the future. It's not easy to do, but also it gives them something to concentrate on. They've got this work to do. They've got to make sure that, you know, the banks know, they've got to make sure the cards know, that a credit reference agency knows, that the scammers can't come back and try and and get anything else out in her name. She's, you know, credit worthy. It's making her, she's got to do that. Nobody else can do that for her. So it's it's grounding her a little bit. Now, once she's done that, she can panic as much as she likes, but I'd like to get them safe. I've only had one where somebody has turned up at their door and that was somebody who um, had started to get parcels delivered. She said it was very strange because a man had started to come to the door to collect these parcels and then one day it was a car and, and she realised there was something terribly wrong in that. And so she'd gone to law enforcement. She's the only one where there has been anything physical. They sort of realized that, that a scam is like remote control, it's from a great distance. And so they can say what they like and they can make threats or, or, or things like that. But the victims are sort of aware that the scammers, the scam has originated a long way away. So, to sort of understand that the danger is is online and cyber and that there is not a lot of chance of it being physical. You know, they always get threats. They always get death threats. They'll get threats against the family, which are not very nice to get. But at the end of the scam, a scammer is a bully and he's only got words. So they use those words to upset the victim.
0: Now, we mostly hear about women getting scammed, but men get scammed too. But
1: the scammers use a little bit of a different tactic. Yeah, we we see a lot of men. It tends to be different in as much as with a woman. It can, you know, we can get an older woman and and a a younger set of photographs scamming her. It's an older man and a young woman. Very often it's sexual, but promises a lot and also throws herself on the mercy of this man who's going to protect her because she's had this awful life. She's not had a father. You know, she's lost everybody in her family to nuclear apocalypse. And and she really is on her own. And she needs to be taken care of. And, and she just wants him to take care of her. So very often it's um, slightly different in the approach to the man. But manipulation and... Obviously the, the, the getting the money is, is then the same. They're asking for money, they are begging for money. Um and it's the same methods. For the men we often get I think we get more families of the men coming to us than the men themselves. You'll you'll get a, a son coming to say, My dad's talking to this woman, you know, she's half his age and we don't trust her. But a lot of them are porn stars that you can find online. But the thing is, there's a there's a, a certain porn star called Danielle Deloney. She's everywhere. Facebook, she's on porn, whatever sites that you can get. But the scammers that use her tell the men that she's ran away to Africa because she wants to get out of doing porn. She wants to be saved. She wants to have a normal life. Can they help her? And they they believe it. You can say to them, well, that's her. She's on every, on every page. You can see how public she is. Oh, well, that's just the public face of her. That's not really what's going on. She really wants to get out of this industry and she really wants help. And they believe that. You know, Paul, the, the, the man who's the rock, Dwight thingy. Um, I'm sorry. Um, Chris, that's, uh, the one who's the, the rock. I mean, that man has got more lovers that he doesn't know about and also have been talking to him for quite a while now, but I haven't got to make it public. They believe it. I don't know whether you've seen the one that's um, the Prince of Dubai, Prince Faza, um, and all over Facebook and Instagram, and he tells them that he's got charities and uh, orphanages in, in Nigeria and would they send charity money? to the agents in Nigeria for the orphanages and then he falls in love with them and and he wants to see them. And these women believe they're in love, or these celebrities are in love with them. What will be accepted online is truly unbelievable to us, but believable. It's like somebody looks at their phone, whatever they read on that phone, and it's true. You might see it written down on a newspaper and think that's fake news, that's whatever. If it's online and it's said to them, they don't look to left or right, they just accept it and it's true. It doesn't matter who it is. The solution's got to be awareness. The the, the solution has got to be, and I try a lot to contact, you know, magazines or radio stations or whatever, particularly over here in the UK, because it's never mentioned over here at all. And it's sort of brushed under the carpet. You know, we get a lot of victims from here as as well as everywhere else, but we do. And it's very hard to get any form of attention, um, any programs about it, anybody putting anything out about it. I'm, I'm not a fan of shows like Catfish because to me, they're making it too much like entertainment. And sometimes they're not that, nice to the victim and the, the you can see the people in the audience thinking huh, that would never happen to me um she's stupid what we need is little bits of things like you know documentary saying this is what happens and some i know it's mad but saying to women don't answer them and and i really i really believe that women have to be t- men, men and women have to be told oh look you're going to get this friend request it's always going to be fake just delete it because people don't they'll accept them then they'll find out the fake. it's not going to stop Africa's not going to stop it because it's too lucrative scammers aren't going to stop it because it's too easy so we've got to stop money going to them and and I just have a little thing where I would love it when the laptops and the phones fall silent And so, you know, they send out all these friend requests or follow requests um, or apps and things like that, and and they get nothing back because everybody knows. But it's got to be, it's it's just got to be out there and it's just got to be awareness. And to treat it as a matter of fact. Don't treat it as, well, you know this woman, she's lost $30,000 and she's 70 and her online lovers 32 or whatever don't treat it like that treat it as this is what's happening this is what's going to come into into your friend request this is this could happen to anybody at all this is going to come to you when it comes to you reject it delete it don't start with it when everybody knows about it then it has got to get less you know but at the moment it's growing getting more and more and more. Um, We've we've got a thing at the moment where there's an awful lot of fake profiles going around Facebook, and they um, hail from India. And they'll have an Indian name, long Indian name, and then in brackets afterwards, they'll have something like David Morrison. Indians aren't very good. I mean, they'll even leave their own pictures in there, but put one or two pictures of the person is scamming us. And I asked a woman the other week (laughs) and I said to her, Well he's got a really long Indian name and then it says David Morrison, did you ask him what the long name was meant and did you ask him what the other man's pictures were doing in there? Her answer to me was Well that didn't seem very polite. So because he contacted and said, My name's David Morrison I'm the man in uh, these pictures. She had accepted that and not looked at the profile, not questioned a thing, and lost money. She'd sent the money because she hadn't questioned. So people just need to know what's happening. It's happening on a massive scale, and the word is just not getting out. It's hard because we're a small group on haters, but they're a very, very dedicated group. They are extremely caring. And, and some of them will even sort of buddy up with um, victims who are, who are really struggling. And they'll, they'll spend such a long time talking to them, sometimes about nothing, sometimes about the scam, sometimes about how they're feeling, just to give them that attention. Because a lot of time it's, it's to do with attention. And, and it can be nothing to do with the fact that the, that woman doesn't get any attention in life. And women fall for it absolutely hook, line, and sinker for many different things. And we have women who are a little slow, you know, um, will really aren't educated enough to, to know, um, or, or mentally in command of themselves to know about it, and they're terribly exploited. We have from there, we have ordinary housewives, we've got married women, we've got retired women, we've got business women. You know, and it can happen literally to anybody, anybody at all. And then when it's finished, when they know, and they say, but I don't know how it happened. I don't know why I fell for it. I don't know why I did it. But we have to accept the fact that it did. I always say, and it's true, um, only nice people are scammed. And it is true because nice people are trusting And when somebody approaches them and starts this, they don't think anything about it. They just trust because they would never do this to anybody else. So it never dawns on them that somebody might be doing this to them. And I always joke that I've never been scammed because I'm not nice. And it's very, very true that the more trusting and the nicer a person is, the more likely they are to be scammed because they believe They wouldn't do it to anybody, so why would anybody do it to them? I I find that really sad, that there are people in the world who are sat looking for nice, trusting people to rob, and I, I just think that's really sad. She did the interview
0: from her home in England. Ruth and her volunteers are invaluable. One interesting note is Scammers United posted a few months ago about scammers targeting young women and some of the older women got upset. Remember, we're all in this together. Scammers will target anyone with a dime. Now, if you'd like to share your story or know someone who might want to share their story, you can send me a message on the Scammer Story Facebook page or send me an email at scammerstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Scammer Warriors.